The Memphis Grizzlies have some serious problems, and they need some serious people to solve them, to paraphrase the great Andrew Shepard from The American President. How in the world are the Memphis Grizzlies going to take the next step, to reach the next plane, to be a true, not just by talking, but by walking, NBA Finals contender? DeMichael and I are going to identify the issues and try to come to a conclusion. Is it better to get there with depth or with star power? on this episode of Locked On Grizzlies. Let's lock in. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everyone. Once again, it is a new episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. I am your co-host, Joe Mullinax, uh, proud to be joined by my wonderful co-host, DeMichael Cole. We're, we're blue buddies today there, DeMichael. We're, blue we're blueing it up. Blue buddies. We're, we're the dyna- dynamic duo back at it once again. DeMichael did a great job on the Monday episode of Lockdown Grizzlies, giving me a bit of a breather. You got to remember, everyone, I'm very washed. I'm very old, very broken. <laughs> Uh, every once in a while, I need to recharge. And shout out to DeMichael for hooking me up after a, a busy weekend, making sure my children didn't die with my wife out of town. And, uh, you know, I, I'm back here, happy to be back with DeMichael on this Tuesday edition of Lockdown Grizzlies. This episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Friendly reminder that we are proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can check us out over on YouTube as well. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, however you get your Memphis Grizzlies and NBA content. Continue to be an everydayer or join us in being an everydayer and making us here at Locked On Grizzlies your first choice each and every day for Grizzlies and NBA content. To Michael Cole of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee, Grizzlies beat writer, Talked a lot about the all-NBA teams, the all-defense teams, all those announcements that are coming up here in the next couple of days. And, of course, we'll react to that here on Lockdown Grizzlies. I thought that Michael nailed it yesterday uh, in terms of his content, so I won't rehash too much. It was a great show. Um, but I, I do want to say that in listening to Monday's show, DeMichael, you mm-hmm. made me think of what today's show is, is yep. going to kind of be a central theme of. You know, Dylan Brooks – Probably not a lock, but probably going to be named to the all defensive team here soon. And he's gone, right? Like it's been made very clear that DeMichael, uh, DeMichael, through coverage of yours, that Dylan Brooks is not going to be around. Obviously, yeah. Shams re- reported the initial tweet, but you had a, a more extensive uh, follow up to that story. The reason that Dylan wants to be here, that sort of thing. Again, DeMichael's awesome. You should be following his work if you don't already do so. Uh, but point being, Dylan's gone. So if Dylan's gone, how they replace him becomes a pretty important part of the story that is the 2023 offseason for the Memphis Grizzlies because you can't just slide in David Roddy. You can't just slide in Jake LaRavia or Zaire Williams. To do so would be an acknowledgement of the team regressing. And I think that it's fair to say that everybody is not cool with that. So now, with moving on with Dylan going on to his next chapter and the Grizzlies moving on from him, 
how they replace and how they alter this roster is going to be fascinating to watch play out. And I mentioned it earlier in the show, the idea of stars versus depth, because the Grizzlies have invested in depth, especially youthful depth over the last couple of seasons. And as Zach Kleiman has said, did we really need to triple down on youth? Is this the year where they turn to a veteran presence? Do they look for another star? The, the hole that is left behind by Dylan's exit really leads to some interesting questions. And for me, the number one one is, how do you replace that? Do you do it with additional good players? Or do you go out and get a great one, the best one that you can, given the assets that you've accumulated? Yeah. Uh, Joe, I'm almost willing to say this. Uh, I haven't really heard people say it as much. But to me, when you talk about acquiring a star, hmm. it's possible. Now, not to interrupt you, sorry. How are we defining a star? Are we saying it's a top 50 or so player in the NBA? I'm talking all-star level talent. Okay, so top 25 to 30 guy. Yeah, you can can extend a little bit further. Okay. You know, top top 50 player. Let's call it top 50. Yeah, yeah, because I think that's where Dez and Jaren kind of – Yes, all three of those guys very comfortable there. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. So let's say let's say around that area, but you have really good role players, right? Think of, of a Mikael Bridges before he came uh, to Brooklyn. Uh, one of the best, I mean, arguably was the best three and D player in the NBA uh, at that point before he even uh, went to Brooklyn in that trade. So with all that being said, here's here's what it comes boils down to me uh, for me. In a way, Joe, it feels like the Grizzlies are one year too late Ooh. on the acquire a star front last season Zaire was trending up you could have you could have built a nice package you know potentially uh throwing off one of your veteran assets maybe a a Melton or or you know someone like that and and, and potentially maybe packaging a tie is Zaire however however you wanted to do it but Zaire after his rookie season it felt like he was a very you know a, a talented piece that you could dangle in some trades and get a bite here and there now it doesn't really feel that way. Now this season it feels like it's more about rehabilitating uh, the worth of a guy like Zaire Williams and showing the worth of a guy like David Roddy, Jake LaRavia, Kenneth Lofton Jr. Because we didn't see much of those guys. We saw a decent amount of David Roddy, but we still haven't seen enough to say, hey, that guy can headline a package to go get a star. Not even the other guys. You know, I don't think, you know, outside of, the names that no one wants to hear mentioned when it comes to acquiring stars. And that's Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. And I don't think the Grizzlies should either. So with that being said, there are a bunch of great role players out there that I think the Grizzlies can trade and kind of trade for or acquire through free agency. We mentioned they have the $12.2 million uh, mid-level exception. I think that is a decent amount of money that can get you a guy who can play who can play some solid defense and shoot the three-pointer, maybe not play defense like Dylan Brooks, but it can get you a decent player uh, in, in that uh, in that kind of facet of the game. So here's where I'm at at it. I feel like with the Grizzlies, what we've seen over the course of time, Joe, is this team really loves depth. We, we don't see during the regular season too many games where Ja, Jaron, uh, Dylan, and, and – and Dez were all pressing over 35 minutes in a regulation right. game. It That's doesn't happen. Point. We've talked a lot about how the fact that John Morant averaged 31.9 minutes in the regular season 
and you know Desmond Bain, Jaron, all these guys. Uh, Jaron was under thirty minutes per game, but but Des was also below thirty three minutes as well. And all these guys ranked outside of the top fifty in the NBA. Again, that's three top fifty players that we just basically said, but neither of them were in the top fifty in minutes played. Uh, the Grizzlies liked that. Taylor Jenkins liked that. He comes from that that Mike Budenholzer, right? That was he was on his staff for many years. That's kind of been the thing about Mike Budenholzer because Giannis is also in that same kind of conversation where his numbers sure. are so amazing, but he doesn't play uh, that many minutes. And you can you can make an argument for if he should play more, if he and all that. Uh, same argument that we're, we're kind of having with these Grizzlies players. But I'll say this. My short answer to that question is you don't need great depth. Teams, you go look at the history of the game. You, you, you're not winning NBA championships because you have the best bench in the NBA. I mean, go back to those, what, 2018, 20, 2019 Clippers team hmm. that had two six-man-of-the-year candidates and, and Lou Will and Montrezl Harrell. Didn't really mean much when the playoffs came. It, didn't did really, not. it wasn't putting them over the hump. You got to have bag getters. You have to have guys who can get in their bag and say, all right, it's one-on-one. It's me versus you. This guy can't guard me. I know I know you've been keeping up uh, with what's going on uh, in, in the playoffs right now. I'm looking mm-hmm. at that that Nuggets that Nuggets and Suns series stands out as one where it was just straight up. Yeah. Hey, there aren't a lot of open shots. It's just high-level shot making. It's just star, star power. And you see a lot of that in that Celtics a Sixer series as well, where it's it's stars saying I'm better than the guy in front of me. That's where the Grizzlies have to get to that point. And basketball is unique compared to other sports, especially a sport like football. Like football is the ultimate team sport, right? Like you could have the best running back in the history of football, but if there's no one blocking for him, it doesn't mean a darn thing. It doesn't mean anything. Whereas in basketball, if you have Anthony Davis and LeBron James going back to the bubble because I think we all can agree the Lakers' depth is better now than it was even then uh, in 2020. Um, If you have the best player on the planet, you're going to be pretty good at basketball. If you have the best pitcher on the planet, you're going to have a chance every fifth day to win a baseball game. Um, You know, that that matters a lot. So in basketball, to have that guy, and I think Memphis does have a guy like that in John Morant. I think he is capable of doing what we're seeing. He's just young. But you're, you're exactly right. We're seeing, you know, Jimmy Butler is a guy that you didn't mention. But, you know, whether it's him, James Harden, Devin Booker, Nikola Jokic, just some of the most elite offensive basketball maybe the league has ever seen. Because it's like you said, it's not bad defense most of these times. It's oh. just Booker is so hot right now. They've got guys <laughs> double teaming off of Kevin freaking Durant. Doesn't like, matter. It, it, it's unbelievable, but they're choosing to double off of Kevin Durant, <laughs> who might be the best isolation scorer in the history of basketball. So I think that you're exactly right. I, I've i seen the depth song and dance, obviously, the last couple of years, going back in the grit and grind era where they chose to, you know, addition by subtraction with Tayshaun mm-hmm. Prince replacing Rudy Gay. I would like to see the star. I think that it's time to make that swing. But we'll talk about what we mean by that, and we'll talk about how they can you know, kind of evaluate what they need the star to do or what they need the depth to do, as uh, you know, DeMichael alluded to a moment ago, next here on Locked on Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Locked on Grizzlies is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is fantastic because I know you're like me and you've stressed about buying tickets for an event last minute before trying to find the best price. 
It shouldn't be that stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports and different activities that you could possibly want. There's flash deals, last minute tickets, images of your seat view, so you know exactly what you're going to be looking at when you get to your seat. Plus, the lowest price guarantee alongside event cancellation protection and job loss protection. That game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're going to talk about uh, a need that Memphis has and how a star or depth could potentially address that need next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Stay with us. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mullinax. I am now the interim editor of Grizzlies content over at bluffcitymedia.co. That's a new change. I'd like to shout out my good friend and, and former colleague, over at Bluff City Media and Grizzly Bear Blues, Parker Fleming on a great yeah. run over at GBB. I know you've gotten to know Parker a little bit covering the games there in Memphis to Michael, and you know Parker's done an amazing job. He dealt with a lot of the drama that GBB went through with Vox and SB Nation, who still pays me every two weeks. So shout out to Vox. Um, but you know, obviously GBB moving on from that market, uh, we needed to find a home and. You know, Parker did a great job guiding that process. He's moving on to his next chapter. So shout out to Parker. Uh, you know, shout much out to Parker. very proud of him. You yeah. know, he's he, I, he's kind of my he's been my successor for several years. So it, it's hard to see him go because I truly believed he was right for the site. But hopefully, you know, we'll find the next person who's right for the site. And, uh, you know, they can take my job because I am old and washed, as I alluded yeah. to earlier. And, um, you know, Joe, you kind of you kind of threw Parker on the deep end there. You you, you took off and, uh, and and left him with the big old mess to, uh, to, to fill out there. I didn't know that they were going to eliminate a quarter of their team blogs. But anyway, again, shout out to Vox. You still pay me. I like yeah. you guys. Um, great job, Parker. Yeah, Parker. Great, great job. Incredible guy. Great writer. Uh enjoyed his coverage of the Grizzlies throughout the season. He definitely brings an element of coverage that a lot of guys uh, do not bring. So big shout out to him. One of the reasons I liked him as my successor, but uh, excited to see what's next for him. So anyway, I am now running Grizzlies content again uh, for GBB. Hopefully that doesn't last too long because I'm old and washed. Joined by my co-host, Michael Cole, uh, Grizzlies beat writer for the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at DeMichael C and make sure you're following me at Joe Mullinax. So DeMichael, we talked about in the previous part of the show, stars versus depth. It sounds like I'm leaning on the stars side of things and you might be leaning towards the depth side of things. So I'll let you go first here. I think we can agree that the number one issue facing the Grizzlies is half court offense, right? Yeah. Uh, Well, even with Jaron Jackson Jr., even with Jaron Jackson Jr. still on the team, the defense shouldn't fall off a cliff completely. We'll talk about perimeter defense here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say that the team, again, if we're talking about becoming an NBA Finals contender, they have to get better in the half court. And to me, acquiring a star would be the best way to do that. But you might have some different perspective in terms of depth. So what say yeah. you when you know uh, addressing this particular need of the Grizzlies? In short, this is how this thing works. I think to most of us when we, we watch the basketball, depth mm-hmm. is very reliable of getting you through the regular season. Right. 
star power is how you win championships. Correct. In the regular season, you, you lose a star in the regular season and you don't have depth, you're crumbled. Uh, if you have a Tyus Jones who can come in for John Morant or in the past a Kyle Anderson who can fill in for Jaron Jackson Jr. or, you know, Xavier Tillman, Brandon Clark who can come in for Steven Adams, you can survive. That's kind of how the Grizzlies have survived because they built that depth throughout to get through the regular season. I get what you're saying about the star power because that's my exact uh, thinking too. But here's the thing, Joe. Uh, yes, you, you need star power, but I feel like at this point, you just got to say, Ja, Dez, Jaren, you got to become those guys. And you go out, you get a player who can kind of add to this thing because you? I think you still need that depth. Remember, Ja, I mean – one one thing that's going to be emphasized a lot this offseason, just like it was last offseason, is Josh landing points. Uh, we talked to Taylor Jenkins about it. I talked to his trainer about it before and others. Uh, they talked about how they've tried to work on work with Ja on landing points and, and just taking care of his body because we saw in that Lakers series. I mean, he was – people sent me Jeff Hardy memes. I mean, shout out to the wrestling fans out there. I mean, he was – That was went, great. He was like Jeff Hardy out there coming off the – you know, doing – somersaults off the letters ladders and stuff but uh with that being said you 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 were talking about going separate ways with a guy like Tyus potentially to acquire so said role player or so right. said star or whatever the case may be it's fair to say that Tyus Jones is the guy that has the most trade value on exactly. their roster that is realistically tradable exactly and if that's the case you gotta you gotta build that deal back up and my point is I've always said this the whole season. You've heard me say it a thousand times. You don't necessarily have to get a star because, quite frankly, stars don't always mix together because a lot of stars need the ball. Think Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic. That's two stars. Everyone was going crazy about uh, the potential of that duo, and then it just went – it just – I mean, it sunk. So with that being said, my, my, my method of thinking here, Joe, is – Get someone, I said this all season, who stars in their role. Get you one of the better 3 and D guys out there, and that'll work. Uh, because at the end of the day, you want better spacing for guys like Ja and Dez to operate. I think that can lead to better half-court scoring. But it's hard for me to see them getting a guy who's going to come in and, and be that fourth-quarter bucket getter. Unless it's a, it's a volume scoring, you know, Jordan Clarkson type guy to come off the bench. I can see that, but we're talking about that starting small forward. I feel like that's going to be, you know, the Jalen Browns of, uh, of the world that you probably just can't get your hands on. Rui Hachimura is available. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't no, think people I, around here like that name right now. So you, I don't like careful. that name. I, yeah. I, I, I hurt my tongue just saying it. Um, <laughs> I, I think you're on to something in terms of the logic. This is an offseason where I don't know – I firmly believe they're going to do something. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, they're not just going to sit there. They are going to make some deals. They're going to sign some uh, at least one guy. Kleiman openly said we're using the mid-level exception. Like, he said that. So, I, I believe that they're going to be active both in terms of free agency, as active as they can be, and, you know, in the trade market, especially around the drafts. The Grizzlies always are active in the trade market around the drafts. That's going to happen. Uh, I... I think that as long as they do something, I agree, as as weird and cop-outish as that sounds. Mm -hmm. Because if they build around Jaw and Bane and Jaron, I'm cool with that because I agree with you that that's their three stars, right? Yeah. Like those are the guys that should be the ones 
what accentuates their talent best. I think that you're right about, you know, Steven Adams accentuates their talent pretty clearly. I mm-hmm. wouldn't move on from him necessarily. Yeah. Dylan doesn't, and they're moving on from <laughs> Dylan for obvious reasons, I think, to, that everybody would agree with. doesn't mean that Dylan doesn't have value. Detroit, right. Houston, Indiana, those are teams that should be banging on the door to get a Dylan Brooks, in my opinion, because um, they don't care about being particularly good right now. They're trying to build a culture, and Dylan Brooks is good at that. So I think that they'd be okay in terms of half-court development, just replacing Dylan with a Dorian Finney-Smith, right? Like that's not the sexiest thing to do. But I do think you'd see some improvement. Again, going back to the Tayshaun Prince example I used earlier. But we talked about a star being in the top 50. And if you're talking about elite three and D types of guys, the name that everybody keeps bringing up from the Toronto Raptors is OG Ananobi. Yeah. And he's a top 50 player in the NBA. And you know what he's you really good so? at? Absolutely. I would say he's not as good as Mikael Bridges, but I think OG Ananobi's at the bot like 45 ish. But I would say OG, OG Ananobi is in the top 50, and that's why I specified that earlier. Because ah, if he ah. is a starter, if he is a star, and if Fred Van Vliet walks, as our friend Parker Fleming has talked about before, and I know others have as well, I just heard the idea from Parker, you know, Toronto is probably not going to want to completely tear it down. The previously mentioned Budenholzer might be in Toronto trying <laughs> to maximize that roster. So Tyus Jones, that valuable guy who is better as a starter yeah replaces that and if og Ananobi's not in their long-term plans because he's about to get paid uh he'll probably opt out of his player option and they'll have an extension to worry about we'll find out if robert para really does care about the the luxury tax if that kind of trade goes through but again Ananobi is a guy who doesn't necessarily need to create off the dribble right he doesn't necessarily need that role now there's been rumblings about him wanting similar things to what Dylan wants, which makes me a little bit nervous. But in the half court, you are replacing Dylan Brooks with a guy who is just as good defensively, which we're going to talk about next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But he also is a better three-point shooter, shooter, a better scorer. Uh, you can argue that Ananobi's better than Dylan Brooks defensively. So I, I think that there's a lot of room for that particular star, if Mikael Bridges is off the table, to be the guy they go get he would obviously improve their half-court offense. But I think, to your point about depth, a lot of guys are going to improve the half-court offense just because of how bad. People underestimate how bad Dylan Brooks was offensively this past season. Uncharacteristically bad, like a career-worst season. Of all six years that he's been in the NBA, with a bullet, the 2022-2023 season was miserable for Dylan Brooks (laughs) offensively. He's going to be better next year wherever he is, and I think the Grizzlies will be because he's not there. But we'll talk about that second layer to this, beyond the half-court offense, how you replace the defensive acumen of Dylan Brooks next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by Prize Picks. You got to make sure you're checking out Prize Picks' $1 million daily Superflex promotion going on during the NBA Finals and playoffs as we speak. Every day, Prize Picks will win or pick a user to win a chance to have or become a millionaire. One entry that's placed after 8 a.m. Eastern time will be randomly selected each day. Six correct picks could win a million dollars. Five correct picks, $80,000. Four correct picks, sixteen dollars Full details can be found at prizepicks.com slash million. You got to opt in for that. Once you opt in, you play the game like normal. You could be the lucky winner. 
the best thing about prize picks to me. You can win up to 25 times your money without ever competing against another person. It's just you against the projections available. Obviously, during the NBA playoffs, it's a great time to play prize picks. But the NHL is going on. You've got all sorts of different sports. The WNBA is about to start up. Prize picks is available for them and much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less with safe and fast withdrawals, currently operational in over 30 states as well as in Canada. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. We're talking defense next here on Locked On Grizzlies. Stay with us. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies as we finish up this Tuesday edition of the podcast. I am Joe Mullinax of Bluff City Media and, of course, Locked On Grizzlies, joined by my wonderful co-host, Michael Cole, the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee, Grizzlies beat writer for that publication, that online uh, distributor of content. Make sure you're checking out his work at the commercial appeal as well as my work over at Bluff City Media. DeMichael We'll finish up today's show talking defense, losing Dylan Brooks. He's probably going to be named second team all defense. I think that's a fair guess. You know, it's not a lock, but he's going to be in that mix. You know, uh, put the Lakers series aside and poking bears and calling LeBron James old. He obviously played very poorly. The regular season, he was one of the best defenders in the league, and he deserves his flowers for that, as it is a regular season award. All the people that want to say, oh, Jaron should send Anthony Davis as defensive player of the year. They're talking. That's not how it works. I know they are, but they just don't understand the rules of the award. So (laughs) take some time away from trolling on the internet and read a book, the rule book, as awards are given out in the NBA. Um, But anyway, Dylan Brooks is gone. They got to replace that defense somehow. And to me, even more so than the half-court offense, because we talked about guys like Devin Booker, Nikola Jokic, Jimmy Butler, and obviously those guys are stars of stars. But in the playoffs, your your star gets the ball and kind of get out of the way. (laughs) Defensively, there is opportunity for more team defense kind of replacing Dylan in the aggregate. Because what made Dylan really good defensively and what makes him good, really good defensively, is his mentality, his tenacity, the way that he uses his frame, fights over screens. He's a very aggressive player. It's hard to replicate that, right? It's hard to recreate that. So maybe if you, you know, if you want to discount the OG and an OB selection, maybe a guy like a Dorian Finney-Smith and Alex Caruso, who probably will also be named all defense. That's your guy. Um, yeah. I do like Alex Caruso, and he'd be cheaper than OG and OB. I think it's safe to say that. Uh, you know, maybe a combination of those kinds of guys in terms of having multiple defenders to throw out there, that would probably make up even mo- make even more than make up for what Dylan Brooks is as a defender. Yeah, there are so many ways you can go with it. I like I like that option kind of on a like under the radar way to look at this thing. It's, and you could probably get both of those guys without sending out Tyus Jones. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and get a guy like Caruso who you can throw onto threes and and have Jaron kind of play behind him and things like that because he's a good position defender. He's going to be in position even against guys who are bigger uh, than him. But with all that being said, here's why this defense thing, you, you mentioned why it's important uh, from your perspective. It's important for me because what our – summer episodes are pretty much going to be themed around is the Grizzlies are are at a point where success 
regular season success isn't enough anymore. Right. You know, they they are championship hunting. And when you're championship hunting, you you got to get picky. You got to get real picky with all the things that that are on your roster instead of, oh, yeah, this is going to get better. That's going to get better. You got to be real picky. Now, being picky, one of the pickiest things we have to be with this Grizzlies roster is defensively on the wing. Sure, we didn't see, you know, them get torched too much. But when you get to the postseason and I'm looking at, you know, the Suns over the next three, four years, you're going to need a guy to guard Kevin Durant and you're going to need a guy to guard Devin Booker. Devin and I'm Booker is a massive problem. Oh, and I'm, I'm looking at Jamal Murray. I mean, it's it's everywhere. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and thinking, OK, how are the Grizzlies going to combat that? Remember, we saw. Uh, Taylor Jenkins basically couldn't – he didn't want to put Luke Kennard and John Morant on the floor in the closing minutes of a fourth-quarter game because he felt that LeBron would attack – have two options uh, where he could basically attack weaker defenders. So, with that being said, I think an ace defender is absolutely a must, uh, a priority. I like I like your guys that you mentioned. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith would be a nice get, very capable three-point shooter. I like OG Adenobi. I really do. From the, the – the thing that I really like about him that I don't know if we're talking a lot about here is this is a plus athlete that you oh, can yeah. possibly slide down uh, to the four in those small ball lineups, and he can hold his own. He can really hold his own, and and, and that that would be that would be fun to see. Now you get Luke Kennard on the floor, uh, and, and imagine that lineup where you basically got three. Three, oh, I can see your eyes right now, Joe. Three, <laughs> three guys shooting 40-plus percent from three-point range, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Ja. I mean, oh, my goodness. But anyways, with all that being said, I think this ace defender is, is very much a priority because right now I don't think the Grizzlies have that guy. I, I like John Conchar and David Roddy as guys who aren't just going to say, hey, you can score 40 on me. They're not going to just let you. I like Desmond Bain, you know, the way he improved defensively. Season. I'll be – I'll be honest there. I, I really like his capability. But from talking to Dez and just watching Dez, I think it is best for the Grizzlies to say, hey, we don't want Dez guarding that top defensive matchup because it allows him to be free-flowing on offense where he can do all that back cutting and just running around that he does and have his energy, have his legs going into the fourth quarter. That stuff, all of that matters. You got to go get an ace defensive guy uh, potentially to slot in that starting spot. And at the end of the day, I feel like if that player is a respectable three-point shooter, it changes things from a space, from a spacing standpoint, and that alone can increase the half-court offense. We talk about the second half of the season. Uh, Taylor Jenkins pointed it out in his exit interview as well, how in the second half of the season overall, the, the offense, the half-court offense was better with the addition of a guy like Luke Kennard. Now over the totality of the season, we'll see you know that uh, kind of formulate a little bit more as he has a full offseason, but – Getting that guy, as you mentioned, Dylan Brooks, we saw teams just start to sag off of him, and it, it, it got nasty. It got nasty. It, it got, you know, almost to the point where it was hard for Ja to drive. Uh, we saw the Lakers double Desmond Bain. Like, there were a lot of things uh, that came out of that. But the Grizzlies need to get to the point where uh, teams aren't able to do that, and you got to have that plus defender. You, you don't just go out and get a shooter uh, with this position. It's got to be – I think – the defense part is more important than the shooting. If you're talking about a guy who's a potential all-defensive player or a guy who's shooting, you know, 35% above from three-point range, if it's an all-defensive guy, I'll take a 34% three-point shooter, for being honest. Now, of course, you you want 37 38%. You want that OG, but 
I'm just splitting the hairs here. Again, we got to split the differences when you're talking about the championship margins. I think getting that ace defender who's a capable three-point shooter is very important. I think that there is a mad scientist episode of Locked on Grizzlies in which I detail yeah. my foolproof plan to acquire OG Ananobi, Alex Caruso, and Dorian Finney-Smith. Oh, it is, oh. It is mad scientist stuff, but the, that's for another episode of Locked on Grizzlies. I tell you what, Joe, when, when you when you do that, you you better be ready because you're, you're going to uh, depart with a lot of players on this team. Oh, yeah, 100%. You're going to break some hearts. You're going to break some hearts. But guess what? Guess what? I think it's all fine because – at this point, as we said a lot, this team is reaching another level. You got to look at it. Look at those LeBron. When LeBron James went on those runs with the Miami sure. Cleveland Cavaliers, it wasn't, hey, let's run the same roster right back out here. It was some tough decisions being made. LeBron James' close friends and stuff were saying, getting sent <laughs> up out of there in order to acquire more talent. You remember in Cleveland that one year where they started the season with Isaiah Thomas, Jay yep. Crowder. Dwayne Wade, Derrick Rose, Jose Calderon. Like these are our vets who've made a name for themselves. And you know what? They cut, they cut bait with all of those guys because you can't operate on feelings. And I think that's what the Grizzlies are going to have to learn right here and right now. I have never operated on feelings unless it has to do with Mike Conley or Marcus All because they clearly love each other and love Memphis and I love them for it. Um, but beyond that, uh, Yes, the team would look a little bit different. But like I said, maybe that's a dog days of, of June <laughs> before the draft. Uh, I'm looking when, forward when to When we're it. out of prospects to break down. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe it'll be a, a topic for one of those episodes of Lockdown Grizzlies. Thank you so much for making us part of your NBA and Memphis Grizzlies experience. Again, we are proud members of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Don't forget, we're part of Sirius XM Radio now, which yeah. is pretty cool over at Lockdown. Uh, make sure you're checking out Locked On through Sirius, and we'll talk more about that in episodes to come. Shout out to David Locke, uh, the creator of the Locked On Podcast Network, to to set up all of those fun things going into next year. Uh, thank you, our everydayers, for come here, coming here each and every day, whether it's on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts, making DeMichael and I part of your Grizzlies and NBA process. It is much appreciated. On our next episode of Locked On Grizzlies, obviously we'll have some all, I believe it's all defense that we'll have to yeah. react to. Uh, I anticipate, and again, I listened to the show on Monday. I anticipate two Grizzlies making that team. Uh, so, and I wrote about that over at Bluff City Media. I think Jaron will be first team because obviously, uh, but Eight. I do think, well, uh, he better be if he's the <laughs> darn defensive player of the year. Um, this is we've been down. Media. We've been down that road before. Well, you uh, specifically. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. So anyway. I am fairly positive that Jaron Jackson Jr. will be first team. I'm confident that Dylan Brooks will be second team. And, uh, you know, we can talk about how 20% of the all NBAs or excuse me, the all defensive team is Memphis Grizzlies. That'll be kind of cool. Yeah, it, it will be. And and it'll be, and I can't wait to see what the Dylan Brooks uh, response is like here. Uh, as mm. I said in the last episode, I voted him second team. And I was looking at the competition and just looking at it, Felt like he was very deserving. Again, it's, it's, it's going to come down to who these guys consider the guards, who's considered right. forwards, a lot of that. I think Jaden McDaniels and Herb Jones are really the only two that I thought yeah. would maybe knock Swing. him out. Yeah, yeah. I put Dylan as a guard on mine, but I, well, could, I mean, he he mostly played forward. And so if, if other people are very, you know, I guess, uh, you know, 
some people look at this thing different. If you're you're basically saying hey, he's a small fourth this season, you're putting him up against OG Ananobi, Jaden McDaniels, and those guys. And I, I think it gets tough. But that second guard spot on the second team, uh, I think is uh, very open for him. They need to just rearrange the positions. Yeah, well, who cares? Positions don't matter. Positionless basketball. Shout out to Parker Fleming. Positionless basketball. Uh, (laughs) But we'll talk about the all-defensive team, look ahead to the all-NBA. I know DeMichael's already talked about that a little bit, but I have some feelings about Ja Uh Morant that I think I'd like to get off my chest. Nothing bad. Nothing bad. I think Ja – we've talked negatively enough about Ja Morant. It's more of an overall um, reflection on the historic level of guard play in the NBA. Yeah. That might be a yeah. good thing for us to talk about on yeah. our next episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. So for DeMichael Cole of the Commercial Appeal, I am Joe Mullinex of Bluff City Media. Thank you so much for joining us. Can't wait to talk to you next time. Until then, stay locked in. This is Lockdown Grizzlies.